ان الحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم وان ولا بعد نبرنسيتس we have all heard the term global village and most of us think that that term refers to distance the fact that we can go or travel long distances in a few hours which earlier people used to take uh, months to travel or years to travel we think that is the meaning of global village but that's not the meaning of global village the meaning of global village is the meaning of the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu where he said this umma is one body if the head pains the whole body feels the pain that is the meaning of global village and by this umma the umma is all all human beings on the face of the earth because they are all the ummah of rasulullah sallallahu so when one person feels the pain everyone feels the pain i'll give you an example we had a professor of ob organization behavior area in uh, when i was in the i am ahmedabad called pulin garg so pulin told us a story once <clears throat> he said that uh, fort foundation had come uh, they started a project in up in a village uh, to help people to produce better crops and in that project they introduced the use of a iron plow share you know the piece that goes into the ground made of iron so in this village they went there they asked for two fields for the experiment to show that and then they had control they had a control plot which is a field which was tilled using the traditional method which is a wooden plow share they ran this whole project for two seasons and they weighed the grain and so on crop and they proved to the villagers that the iron plow share was a much better method which gave them much better yield because it went down deeper into the soil it broke up the soil better because it's a iron thing uh, requires almost no maintenance uh, so they proved all this and on top of that when they left the village they gave them as a gift from fort foundation they gave them a whole lot of iron plowshares so now here was a situation where it had been proved to the villagers that here was a good system and to use the system there was no cost what they needed which was the iron plowshare was given to them as a gift two years passed and then this project came for a revaluation so they came back to this village and to their absolute astonishment they found that not a single person was using the metal plowshare the iron plowshare nobody was using it. so they said where is the where are the plowshares which we gave you so they showed them it was in some in the village head elder the patwari's head uh, hut it was lying somewhere whole bunch of them were just lying there so these people said uh, 
what is the reason why are you not using it so you know our usual culture I mean, we never say anything no so they said that the villagers were very hospitable to them they said no we are so grateful to you you came all the way from america to help us and uh, you know you are big people we are only small villagers and you are so Now these people, they, they, they just got frustrated. I mean, they said, what kind of thing is this? I mean, we didn't come here to be praised for coming all the way from here. We give you something, we show it to you, we prove it to you. They said, all these Indians are stupid. Huh? That, that was their... So anyway, they had to still do something. They had to show that their project was functional. Obviously, it was not functional, it was not working. That is where my professor Pulin Gar came into this picture. Pulin said they contacted him to some means. He was a, I think he was a consultant to Fort Foundation or something. So police said, okay, let me go and find out. So he said, I went to this village and I stayed in the house of the Patwari. And he said, of course, in our culture, you don't simply go and start asking questions. So he said, one day we spent there, we had food there, and we slept in the house. He said, next morning, they gathered all the panchayats and he said, we were having some tea. And then he said, I asked them. I said, tell me, these people came from Fort Foundation. Uh, were you not happy with what they showed you? He said, no, 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 we were very happy. They were very happy. Were you not convinced that what they were telling you was the right thing, that you will get better crops? And if you get better crops, it means you make more money, right? He said, no, no, of course, absolutely, we are convinced. Their method is very good. And we will get better crops. And we will make more money. So, Pulin said, then why are you not using the metal prow share which they gave you. You are convinced that it was a, it is a better system. You are convinced it will make you more money. It is free because they gave it to you as a gift. You are still not using it. Why? He says the Patwari, the Patel of the village, he said in a very apologetic tone, he said to him, we have a family of carpenters in our village. If we use the metal plowshare, they will have no livelihood. How can we use it? Huh? Imagine. Now the whole village decides to stay with lower crop yields. The whole village decides to stay with a lower income because that one family of carpenters, which is in the village, if they use a metal plowshare, then they will have no livelihood. Because their livelihood is making the plows, then sharpening that every once in a while. That is their work. Now, this is the meaning of global village. This is what Rasulullah meant when he said, when the head pains, the whole body feels the pain. Now, why am I saying that in this Fajr reminder? Because... This is the essence of Islam. A feeling, a sense of responsibility for each other. And that is the reason why Rasulullah said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may forgive the sins against him. His hukuk. Allah may forgive this. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not need those things. The hukuk of Allah are really on us. If I don't pray, it is no difference to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I am just throwing myself out of the religion. I am depriving myself of the benefit of salah and so on and so on. But I am not harming Allah in any way. Allah does not need my salah. 
So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, the hukuk, the rights of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, He may forgive. That's up to Him. He may forgive, He may punish, but He may forgive. But He said the rights of the people, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala will not forgive until the people forgive. And He did not say the rights of Muslims. He said the rights of people. Anybody, whether it's Muslim, not Muslim. If you tell a lie, if you cheat, if you do not give people what is their due, if you take away from them what is what they should be getting, all of this. I mean, I don't have to make a list of these things. All of these things will not be forgiven by Allah until those people themselves forgive those things. These are the hukukulibat. And no amount of your salah, and no amount of your hajj, and no amount of your fasting, and no amount of your charity, and no matter how many masjids you build, and no matter how many madaris you are supporting, none of that will help you if you have been harming people. As simple as that. And those people can be anybody. It's not Muslims. Anyone. If you have been harming other people, and you are you have a beard like Vivi Levinki. And you've got a turban like the dome on Masjid Al-Aqsa, it won't help you. It will not help you. It will not help you all your salah, all your everything. And what is my dalil for saying this? My dalil for saying this is the hadith of Rasulullah again. Where he asked the sahaba, he said, do you know who are the destitute of this ummah? Destitute is what? It's not poor. Destitute is somebody who has absolutely nothing. Somebody walking naked on the street, starving. That is destitute. Is not a, you know somebody who is poor. No, destitute is absolutely nothing. He asked them. He said, "Who are the destitute people of this ummah?" They said, "Ya Rasulullah, those who do not have money, those who do not have dinar or dirham." Nabi Sallallahu said, "No." He said, "The destitute of this ummah are those who will come to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala before Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala on the day of judgment." With good deeds, the size of the mountain of Ahad. And those of you who have not, uh, I mean, I'm sure all of you have been to Madina, but if you next time you go to Madina, uh, take a good look at Ahad, uh, because this is the mountain the Nabi Sallallahu looked at. Take a good look at Ahad. It's a, it's a, it's almost like a mountain range. It's not just one hill. It's huge. Nabi Sallallahu said that the destitute of this ummah are people. Who will come to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala on the day of judgment? Not with one or two or three good deeds. They will come with good deeds, the size of the mountain of Ahad. But there will be a long line of people waiting there, who they would have wronged, who they would have harmed, who they would have deceived, who they would have lied or cheated, or who they would have hit, or their they would have uh, harmed their uh, dignity or harmed their. Reputation by slandering, by backbiting, so on, so on, so on. All of those people will be waiting there, and they will say, "Ya Allah, we want our hak. Give us our right." So Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala will give on that day using the currency of the day of judgment, which is deeds, amal. The currency of the day of judgment is not dirham or dinar, is not gold coins. It is amal. It is actions. It is our deeds. So this will be given. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, until a time will come when this entire mountain worth of good deeds will be exhausted and finished, all given away to people in keeping with how they had been wronged. And then he said, 
but the line of people will still be there the line will not finish it will still be there and then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalahu who will ask those people now what do you want me to do because his good deeds are finished now what to do they will say ya rabbal alamin give him our bad deeds give our bad deeds to this person and this will be done huh what those people not only muslims not only muslims people people who did not even worship allah subhanahu wa ta'ala people who committed shirk and kufr but who were wronged by the muslims good deeds are whose only muslims because there is no mushrik or kafir who is going to come before allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with good deeds because where is the good deeds for them they did not believe in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala their amal on the day of judgment are zero so who are the people who are being judged muslims who are the people standing in the line muslims and non muslims and rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said this person who came to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with good deeds the size of the mountain of ahad will be thrown into jahannam with somebody else's bad deeds why because of those people he wronged when i first heard this hadith i used to think how is it possible that somebody has robbed so many people in this world you know all this whole mountain of ahad is finished and still the line of people is there how is this possible until i discovered the, the internet and then my question got answered because one message one message of slander has an eternal life 500 years after you are dead it will still be floating around in the net earning for you sayyat evil one single message people who you never heard of people you did not even know who were not even born when you sent out this message will see that message will read that message and because of that you will get their evil in your qabr and on the day of judgment we need to make the word this is the meaning of global village global village means that we are related to one another we are connected with one another in a very personal way what happens to you affects me what happens to me affects you whether you like it or not you can deny it as as much as you want that's not the reality try to deny gravity and jump off this building and you will know what i mean it doesn't disappear because you because you deny it eh you can deny gravity and jump off this building you will still have a concrete experience gravity won't vanish ha ah. we are related to each other in a very personal way and therefore we must live with that understanding and with that consciousness to say that if i am related to you minimum this is the absolute basic minimum this is not the limit basic basic minimum is that i must not harm you in any way ये कोई करने की चीज नहीं है ये तो बिल्कुल हद है आई मस्ट ट्राई टू बेनिफिट यू आई मस्ट ट्राई टू हेल्प यू आई मस्ट ट्राई टू बी गुड टू यू बट 
even if I don't do all that, at least absolute basic minimum, I must not harm you in any way. No action of mine, no word of mine must cause any pain to you, must not, must cause any inconvenience to you. You may not even mention the inconvenience. You might say, Arre bhai, yaan to yaar bhai, yaan chhod dal. Nahi chhod dal, Allah nahi chhodta. Allah, aap chhod denge, Allah nahi chhodta. If I am doing some nonsense in my house, I am making a noise, I am doing something and it is, it is hurting you, you, your family might say, ah, it's okay. No, it's not okay. It is not okay. We have to live with that consciousness. We have to live with this consciousness that we are related to one another and what happens to one, happens to all. And that's why they say, injustice to one is injustice to all. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jala jala to enable us to live with this consciousness and to uh, give us a world. Imagine the beautiful world that will result if we live like this. <coughs> Everyone is concerned about each other. You will have Jannah in this world itself. Huh? And very so simple. I mean, there's nothing complicated about it. Does not need education, doesn't need a PhD, doesn't need money, doesn't need anything. Just concern for one another, period. Khalas. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us this inshallah so that we can create a beautiful environment around us in our homes, outside our homes and please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu as a result of that.